Hi, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives Podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Today's message from Graham is titled, A Lifestyle of Joy Keeps Our Heart Fresh. It's from the Regenerate series that Graham has been doing this year. This episode points out the importance of living in an atmosphere of joy in the Lord and how that is created in our lives. It raises expectations of what's possible in our lives, of how we can walk securely and immovably in our relationship with Jesus, and the simple and beautiful truths and practices in our walk with Him that fashion a sustainable, life-giving joy in all of our days. Yes, even the hard ones. I encourage you to receive this with an open heart and allow your spirit to dream and imagine what it could be like for you if you settled into these truths and they became part of your everyday experience in God. Enjoy. Here on earth, we are learning how to walk in the kingdom. Just as Jesus did in his role as the Son of Man, a man in right relationship with God and utterly dependent on God's nature at all times. I love God's self-revelation, where he shows us who he is and therefore who he will always be. For me, that is where I root my sense and experience of him. There are go-to places in Scripture that empower us to relax, be still, and practice smiling with God as He keeps us safe by His nature. So here's key number one. Always start your day with a big truth about God. There are two aspects of God's nature that I have built my relationship and fellowship with him upon. The first is that he is unchanging. The second is that he is unfailing. Malachi 3.6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Hebrews 13.8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. This is a huge, magnificent truth for me that is an anchor for my soul. It provides a lovely place of delight in him. I mean, the, the security it gives me is massive. I live between these two verses every day. And my heart is fixed on God being his unchanging self towards me. Regardless of whether I'm doing well or doing badly, he remains the same towards me. I always know where I am in him because he does not change his heart towards me. He is unfailing love. He wants our love to not fail also. Therefore, he 
is our best example. My other daily go-to scripture is Lamentations 3, verses 21 to 24, and it says this, This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. The implications for God here makes me want to rejoice and give thanks. He binds me to his nature with these statements about himself that now become his promise to me. This is who I will be for you every day. Live here with me. Graham, always start your day with my sure and certain love for you. My love does not fail. If you trust my heart, you will have an encounter and an experience of me that produces rest and peace in you. Start your day with the confidence that my nature will give you. Build each day on the unchanging, unfailing presence of God. I never carry a negative over from the previous day. At the end of each day, I talk through that day with him. I put right anything I need to do with him so that when I wake the next day, everything is new and fresh. I love rejoicing in his nature at the beginning of each new day. I do not allow stress or negativity to accumulate. I start every day new, clean, and confident in Him. As we contemplate living a lifestyle of constant joy that keeps us fresh in Him, we realize that it is His nature that acts as our guarantee of relationship and fellowship with the three plus me. You know, the will of God is always linked to his nature. So check out 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. <laughs> All our life experiences, good or bad, are always connected to our enjoyment in Him. So joy and rejoicing are the best way to live life. Obviously, 
we don't rejoice when something bad happens. It's not like, oh, something bad has happened, yippee! <laughs> it's like, okay, that's not in the script, but I couldn't resist it. <laughs> but here's the thing, we also don't fall apart and become anxious, stressed, or fearful either. We do, however, rejoice in the Lord that He is with us for our good and that He has a purpose to fulfill. This passage teaches us that when we rejoice, our ability to pray increases dramatically. Prayer is always part of a celebration sandwich. And rejoicing is the launch pad for praying in faith. I think that... Um, Rejoicing is our main means of remaining spiritually hydrated. Rejoicing, joy, and giving thanks empowers us to remain constantly and consistently refreshed. Without rejoicing, we dry up. Growth is hard. We're overcome by events and circumstances as our focus becomes depleted. But rejoicing allows us to absorb the presence of the Holy Spirit so that we live in the flow of His outpouring. So key number two, joy and rejoicing are rooted in God's nature. When we look at the fruit of the Spirit, we see his nature on our behalf. Joy is who God is. It is the atmosphere of heaven and the expression of the kingdom here on earth. In our hearts, the joy of the Lord is both our particular environment and also the place of our habitation in him. On earth as it is in heaven is the joyful response that creates favor, expectations, and faith in our fellowship with the three. Psalm 16:11 says, "In his presence there is fullness of joy." 1 John 4:17 as he is, so are we in this world. <laughs> Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, if joy is who God is, then it is also who we are in him. That is what we practice receiving his joy in us and giving it back to him in trust. Rejoicing is our response to God's nature and the fact that his life in us is all about his joy being real to us so that our response delights him. 
Joy is the express means of our being delighted to be included in Christ and also to be filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Three plus me means that I have access to a joy that is 300% more powerful than any negative thing raised against me. Come on, that has to be good news. <laughs> Jesus said in John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. <laughs> this is a fabulous promise that we must stand upon and inherit joy now, today. I love the fact that God speaks to put a smile on our face and to fill our heart with fullness of joy. So, take his joy for granted. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who you have sent. Jesus prayed that for us in John 17, 3. I love that whole chapter. There are implications for God in every truth he gives us. And what it means is he must follow through on his word to us. Why? Because he loves giving us that certainty. So this is how we think about this as God's new creation in Christ. If the joy of the Lord is the atmosphere of heaven, then the environment on earth must reflect that. Psalm 96, 11 says, Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Joy is the expression of who Jesus is in you. And therefore, it's the response to who you are in him. I love this truth, that rejoicing is the earthly manifestation of the kingdom. It is vital to our growth and development that we allow the Holy Spirit to develop our internal atmosphere of celebration. Rejoicing is not only a great way of living with God, it has astonishing implications for how we walk with him. Rejoicing makes the presence of God tangibly near. It reduces anxiety to nothing. And it empowers prayer that is heard in heaven. It creates an enormously powerful peace that guards our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. 
This is all part of Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. This can be part of your learning and permission in your assignment in this episode. I want you to read it, study it, understand, and practice the presence that God is releasing to you. Our experience of the attributes of God are totally dependent on how we perceive His nature. Joy is one of the signs that we are processing life well in our fellowship with God. All right, let's cover a few things from this message, the resulting implications for us, as well as some practical realities we can implement in our lives. Graham said at the outset that Jesus, as the Son of Man, was a man in right relationship with God and utterly dependent on God's nature at all times. Now, obviously we know that Jesus was both fully God and man, but he lived out his earthly life in relationship and dependency on the Father and the Holy Spirit. He became the preeminent example for us. So it begs the question, what would it look like in your life if you were joyfully conscious each day of being utterly dependent on God's nature? What if it's not hard to live there? Graham also maintains that certain scriptures empower us to relax, to be still, and practice smiling with God as he keeps us safe by his nature. Then he says later of these scriptures, the implications for God in these make me want to rejoice and give thanks. He binds me to his nature with these statements about himself that now become his promise to me. This is who I will be for you every day, the Lord says. Live here with me and always start your day with my sure and certain love for you. Hmm, what a thought. You know, beloved, this is true not only of the scriptures that Graham shared today, but also of all of God's promises and his assertions of commitment to us found throughout scripture. So what scriptures does the Holy Spirit bring to mind when you ponder God's promises to you It's important to take some time to consider this and allow him to remind you of the scriptural anchors that he's already given to you. We're meant to build our lives upon these. And of course, he's faithful to remind us of them and help us return to them regularly if we give it a bit of our attention. Lastly, beloved, I invite you to dwell on this. What would your days be like if you practiced and recalled God's sure and certain love for you every morning with him? Could any bad thing stick to you? Could any negative emotion or thought pattern hang around? Personally, I've gotten in the habit of starting each day with four to five simple promises like these, bringing them up with Jesus and thanking him. The resulting fruit has been rich and life-giving. What am I doing? I'm intentionally beginning each day centered and secure in the Father's love and his faithfulness toward me. You can do this as well, beloved. It's not hard, and it doesn't require much time or effort either. For me, it's usually no longer than 10 minutes, if even that some days. It's pure, and it's simple, and it has the capacity to be life-altering. And because of who our God is, He meets us in it 
and he amplifies its effect in us because you know he never expects us to get it all right or do all the legwork. Beloved, if you were encouraged or exhorted today, consider sharing this episode with some friends or your family. Wouldn't it be lovely to see them walking in liberty and consistent joy in Jesus as well? Also, feel free to return to this episode as many times as you need. Often hearing truth like this a second or third time is incredibly helpful in absorbing it and applying it. Thanks for listening today, and thanks for being a part of our community. We're grateful to be with you and to serve. May the rest of your week be a seedbed for new realizations of joy and trust in God's unfailing nature towards you. Be blessed, beloved child of God.